All right, you can turn together with me to the 147th Psalm, Psalms 147. And as uh, usual, I try to keep this part of our study, uh, the time, uh, to, a, to a limit because of observing the Lord's Supper, and it's separate from our uh, regular service. And um, I usually bring some remarks related to the ordinance itself, but we've been in this uh, study for a good while on Sunday night from the 19th Psalm in the first verse. You don't have to turn to that. I'll just tell you what that says. The heavens declare His glory, and the firmament His handiwork. Now, I don't know whether you've ever thought about that or not, whether the heavens and how they declare His glory, how they declare His glory. And boy, I got into that, and it just keeps on impressing my mind how how that that's true, how it really, really is true. So, I have been making this point that the heavens declare His infinity because of the, 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 the space, the, it just goes on and it goes on and goes on. No matter how smart our scientists get, they admit they, they just don't know. They can't see that far. They can't, can't see that far. And... Uh, on Wednesday night, and brother, if, if you uh, give me the okay, I'll write that on the list of stuff we study. Uh, brother Ronnie brought up uh, where God's throne is. And if it's okay, we'll sure study that too. Because that's actually part of this, where heaven is. Where heaven is. And it's interesting, some things the Bible says uh, about that. But before we leave that part of the infinity of God, that means that there's no bounds to him whatsoever. None. And it's, it's beyond our ability as human beings to comprehend that. Of course, we know that God is incomprehensible. We're not able to comprehend God. But it's okay to be impressed and awed at some of the things that we find taught uh, in the scriptures. God created all of that. Last Sunday night I, I shared with you something that I think is really important. Uh, some passages of scripture that tell us that God created our universe in one act and he completed it. And so what scientists see out there, they try to say how many, I think the universe, they say something like 13 or 14 billion years old. And of course, the way they determine its age is flawed anyway. And, um, uh, you know, for a couple of reasons, and one of them being that the speed of light that they claim, uh, there's issues with the speed of light. And if you research that, you'll, you'll find that to be true. But before we leave that part, the infinity of God, and we're going to move to his omniscience next, we're going to think about what God knows. And if if we can say, put it in human terms, the mind of God, 
That's incomprehensible too. And the heavens would declare that for us as we study this, as we study it. But before we leave that, I just want to share some of the things, and, and, and maybe a couple of these I've shared with you before. And it might be that you're taking notes or you want to study it farther. But uh, that span of space, the span of space, our Milky Way is 100,000 light years across. That's just our Milky Way. That galaxy is, there's, they, they estimate there may be 200 billion more galaxies out there. If you think about that, the size of our galaxy. And, and I had been sharing with you the size of, of it in, in relationship to the space shuttle. The space shuttle, once it's in space, travels 3,000 miles per hour. One single light year, it would take it 37 years to travel one single light year. One. And our Milky Way is 100,000 light years across. So it would take 1.7 trillion years at, at 3,000 miles an hour to get across our Milky Way. 1.7 trillion years. You know, we talk about space. Our Milky Way blows my mind. Just that alone. And I mean, I, I can't comprehend how much more there is out there. I run across this. Somebody was talking about it uh, the other day. The closest star to our sun, star like our sun, is called Alpha Centauri, and it would take the space shuttle 6,000 years to get to it. 6,000 years. The biggest star that we know of, and I can't pronounce the name of it, but you could put 5 billion of our suns in it. You say, preacher, you're telling us all that stuff and we can't comprehend it. I know you can't. I can't either. But I want you to be impressed with what God has created and how it illustrates something about Him. So we're going to move to the second part of our study and I'll share with you just a little bit related to that. And that is His omniscience. Now omniscience means what He knows. What God knows. And uh, he, he, he is perfect uh, in, in that. His mind is like nothing that we can possibly conceive of. We love to think about what God knows. And it is unreal. God knows everything. God has always known everything. And God always will know everything. Isn't that something? And what it says to me is what a great, awesome God he is. And, you know, we pride ourselves sometimes in what we can think about or figure out. And Brother Todd was reminding me what little brain I've got a while ago. And it is little. All of our minds are little. Some are a whole lot smarter than others. 
there's a lot of people a whole lot smarter than me, and there's some of them that's supposed to be smarter than me that's really not very smart. They don't have any common sense. So this is about the mind of God. How the heavens illustrate his omniscience is in this way. In this way. It's viewing the stars that he has created. Now they tell us that we can, on a, the best possible clear night, we could see about 3,000 with the naked eye. We could see about 3,000 stars. Now the next time I'm out there looking around, I'm going to count and see if that's so. <laughs> no, that's an estimate, of course, as you would know. And uh, that's, that's what they say. Some interesting things about that and the number of stars. In 1609, Galileo had a, had a telescope, and he came to the conclusion that we could only see a fraction of what was really there with the naked eye. And he would come to that conclusion, of course. My son Tim was telling me that it's pretty amazing some of the things that, oh, by the way, of course, he, he, he may not be here in the sanctuary, but he's listening to every sermon and I used him as illustration this morning about watching a, an evangelist on TV and him laying in the floor and turning around and asking me, he said, Dad, am I a sinner? And I said, well, son, what do you, are you think you're a sinner? And he said, nope, and turned back around. He told me a while ago when he come in, he said, Dad, since that time, I don't remember that, but since that time, I've, I'm reminded every day of the reality of that. <laughs> I said, I'm glad God showed you that, son. But in 1880, there was an astronomer, his name was Thomas Dick, and he estimated that there was a hundred million stars. A hundred million. In 1930, they come out with an estimate that there's probably 500 million and a trillion stars could be photographed. Now that number just keeps going up and up and up. Later on in that same period of time, they come out with a figure that there's probably 300 trillion stars, 300 trillion stars. It keeps growing and growing. Now today's estimate, they, I'm going to tell you what it is, but like myself, you're going to think this is incomprehensible. Today they say, there are 206 trillion stars. That number is, now listen to this, 200 billion trillion. 200 billion trillion. Now they say there's 100 billion just in our Milky Way. Now let me put that in perspective, as I've done in this study a couple of times. Uh, if we counted at the rate of two numbers per second, and I think that's, we could do that, one, two, three, four, two hundred, two numbers per, per second, for 12 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, 120 per minute, 7,200 per hour, and 86,000 a day. That's the numbers that we're counting. 
to count to one billion. Now remember the estimated number of stars that they today know is 200 billion trillion. I, I can't comprehend that number. I just can't do it. And uh, to count to one billion, it would take you 31 and a half years to count to one billion. To count to one trillion, that's just one trillion, and they estimate that there are 200 billion trillion stars. To count to one trillion, it would take you 31,700 years. Now I told you that to try to blow your mind like mine has been over that. And you know, the more, Todd, the more I think about stuff like that, the smaller my mind gets. I can't comprehend that. Now here's why I told you all of that. I ask you to turn to the 147th Psalm. So you should be turned there. Now this is going to illustrate the awesome mind of our God. Awesome mind of our God. In the 147th Psalm, it talks about things about God in the third verse of that. He says, He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. We love that, don't we? You know, when we're, uh, we have things in life that bring us down, that He does that. Verse 4, He telleth the number of stars... Here it is. And he calleth them all by their name. Are you impressed yet? You should be. Impressed. Not explaining that, but impressed. About the knowledge of God. The mind of God. And, and we're, we're impressed with just the fact that, that he is... He knows everything. He always has known everything. And he always will know everything. And uh, the next verse says, Great is our Lord of great power. His understanding is infinite. We're finite beings. God is uh, uh, infinite. We're finite and God is in. It says that our un the understanding of that Understanding is infinite. So, God not only knows the number of stars, but he calls them all by name. I, we wouldn't be able to come up with, we wouldn't be able to come up with enough names for just the stars that's in our Milky Way. We're, you know, do you feel real dumb now? <laughs> Relatively speaking, Hey, I want to tell you something. Some of these things that we learn about God from His Word and from His creation is humbling. Now, if you want to guard against pride in your life, and the Bible says that God resisteth the proud and gives grace to the humble, you just dwell on some of these things and it'll humble us.
It really will. It'll humble us. And so it says there that he did that. I'll give you another scripture. This is in Isaiah, and it's the 40th chapter. In Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and we're going to look together at verse uh, 20, 20. Let me start reading, because this is really good. In verse 21, where it says this, Have you not known, and have you not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundation of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. Now that's an interesting statement. Uh, That passage in Psalms 19 and verse 1 says that the heavens declare his glory and the firmament his handiwork. The firmament is interesting to me because it tells us in Genesis chapter 1, starting about verse 6 or so. Well, let's go back there and look at that. that I'm going to make that point right quickly. Genesis, the first chapter, yes, in beginning in verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament uh, in the midst of the water. Now, that's interesting. And let it divide the water from the water. A lot of people don't know what happened when the flood came. But the water that was under the earth burst forth. You might say, well, how did, how did all these mountains get formed? Most people don't think... I, I mentioned uh, Henry Morris, a scientist, and the book that I have... Uh, about Genesis, you, you, if you get a chance to get that book, read it, what he says about what happened when the flood came. What happened when the flood came, the waters broke forth, there was a great shaking of the earth and moving of the earth, and then this firmament that God created to separate the water from above from the water that was below, this was a a vapor canopy that God had created. Vapor, and it was water vapor. You could see the stars through the vapor. That's what caused the earth to be uh, perfectly right temperature without any storms or anything like that uh, in the beginning. And, and it was like a greenhouse effect. And I'll read on verse 7. And God made the firmament to divide the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So it's, it's the heaven, the, the, the atmosphere, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Now there are some that want to say that that firmament was solid, but it was not solid because... It just created a greenhouse effect on the earth. Before it ever rained, the Bible says that the water came up at night, the dew and everything, and then water, and watered the earth. It was, could you imagine living in an atmosphere that was uh, like maybe about 72 degrees, perfect humidity and everything, every single day, never a thunderstorm like 
we had at our house this afternoon. I don't know if you had one or not, but we did. And it, that, all of that was just perfect. And when, when the flood came, that, that vapor atmosphere come down. It came down, and that was where the rain was coming from. But not only the rain came down, but the water came up, erupted from the earth. That's what happened in the flood. And a, a lot of the things that science says it took billions of years to happen on the earth happened really just real quickly, real quickly. And so that's interesting. And so it says in verse 22 where I'm reading in Isaiah 40, that it, that it is he that sitteth on the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretch out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in that bringeth the princes to nothing and he maketh the judges of the earth as vanity. Yea, they shall not be planted and they shall not be sown. Yea, their stocks shall not take root in the earth and he shall also blow upon them and they shall wither and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble to whom then will you liken me, God says, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? There's nothing we can liken to Him. There's, not, there's nothing we can liken to God. Now look what he says in verse 26. Lift up your eyes on high. Psalms 19.1 says, The heavens declare His glory. And the firmament his handiwork. And here he says, lift up your eyes. And behold, who hath created these things. I know from my Bible who created them. I know from my Bible how they came into existence. I am opposed to evolution. Period. Now I believe that all things that God has created evolved to some degree. I had a great conversation with Sue's uh, ear, nose, and throat specialist once on a visit she made there to UK. And uh, I, I do that with doctors every once in a while. I raise questions with them and see what, how they respond. I can't imagine a doctor that don't believe in God. He's a quack. <laughs> I don't trust him. And I've had some good doctors. And I've told you about when I had both my knees replaced and Dr. Christensen came in and got down on his knees. And I had chills going up my spine, the prayer that he was praying, holding my hand. Praying for me and praying for himself. And boy, it worked good. It really worked good. But anyway, he says, Behold who hath created these things, that bring, now listen to this, that bring out their host, that's the heavenly host, by number, and he calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. Now I wanted to leave you impressed tonight with how much God knows and how little you and I no. Amen. How little we know. 
And you know what? Next time I get to thinking I'm real smart on something, I'm going to think about that. And I say, God, help me to keep thinking about that. Father, we thank and praise you for this privilege that we've had tonight to introduce this part of our study of how the heavens declare your glory and the firmament your handiwork. We love you, dear Lord. We praise you, dear Lord, for your greatness. Now, bless us as we continue this service tonight. We humbly pray in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. All right, would you stand with me now while Brother Ronnie comes and leads us in a closing number. Let's turn to 140. 140. 